following program is sponsored by Team Reba of REMAX Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Home Mortgage. Yeah, here we are again on a Saturday, 2 uh, to 3 p.m. on AM 1590, The Answer. That's right, broadcasting on another Saturday afternoon. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes, talking about all things real estate, mortgage, and related topics. That's right. And you know, we always we always talk about uh, you know, specific situations. I mean, we mm-hmm. don't get too specific when we're on the air, but we get Well, we calls. can't like identify Abs- parties and whatnot, but we can talk about situations. Right. We're not being talking about like the Smiths or things like that. But right. uh, but we're going to occasionally but I like the Smiths. <laughs> They're good. They're yeah. a wonderful family. <laughs> I have some clients <laughs> and and they have that name and they bought a home mm-hmm. and there were two stray cats that were living in the garden shed afterwards and they kind of went with the house there's actually an addendum on the purchase contract that the buyer shall retain uh, the two cats living in the garden shed yeah so i required that they name the cats fanny and freddie (laughs) oh gosh that's funny and freddie you know what that's actually kind of a really cute story because as you know we've had um in the past seattle humane on here right so what kind of a neat little idea that yeah, you because know, sometimes people can't take the pets with them. It's kind of nice sure. when someone can take it over. Guess and, what? Yeah, it's, it, it's been a year. They're yeah. still there. No, cats it's, are it's, hanging out. They're happy. That's awesome. Everybody's happy. So yeah, you know, no, we, you go. we like happy endings like that. Where I'm were we fan. going with this? Oh, <clears throat> I know where we were going with that. I don't know. You hijacked my commentary. Go. <laughs> Every now and then, people, you have a question, and and people are kind of maybe it's too complex to handle over the air. Uh, you can always reach Reba and I if you have questions. And Reba, I know you can be reached at info at teamreba.com. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, you'll get my whole team pretty much. And yeah. uh, somebody will get back to you no matter what. There you go. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, like when I'm here on the air. Right. Can't, I'm not. Can't really. I, although I will say that I'm on my laptop, probably, you know. And, multitasking you know, at, I'm just a little constantly bit. Constantly multitasking, yeah. doing a little social media, email as well. It's surprising how much we can do. Yes, we get a lot done. Yes. We get a lot done. But And yourself, you can be reached at. Yep. Eric at ericismybanker.com. And Eric with a C, That's mind right. you. That's right. So yes. if you have financial questions and every person's situation is a story problem. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, so it, it can be something different every time. And, and man, there's so many lending rules and regulations and requirements. Uh, it, it really, you know, sometimes takes some time to kind of suss all that out. I got a call the other day as a, a customer that was referred to me by one of our favorite organizations, the Rental Housing Association yeah. of Washington, which is a, a great organization representing, you know, landlords. And, and uh, this person wants to buy a fourplex and he wants to buy it with, you know, very little down. And it's like, Is he well, planning on occupying it? He is planning on occupying oh, it. Oh, okay. And so, so he, he's thinking this is like a really easy question. You know, I want to put 5% down and buy this fourplex. And, of course, me, you know, it's like, well, you know, it depends on the type of financing. If you buy a fourplex, it's a conventional loan. you got to put 20% down or more mm-hmm. unless you go FHA. Right. And there you, your, your down payment depends. Mm-hmm. It depends on how much uh, income the property generates. 
So there's all sorts of rules and guidelines and regulations and things like that, and which is so fun to kind of dig into and, mm-hmm. and try and come up with the right the right answers. Heaven forbid you talk to the wrong person, they they stumble you into something, and and uh, you yes. find out at the last minute, oh, that's not going to work. You know, that's never never a fun yeah, thing. As we always say on the show, it's all about communication. Yeah. And those surprises usually happen when there's been a little bit of a lack mm-hmm. in that department. Yeah. 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 Usually yeah. if someone's over communicating, we tend to be able to get like the full story. True. But um, but it also tells you, it, well, it depends on if they're telling you the right story. Yes. Sometimes that's right. they will try and sidetrack you on purpose to obscure things. Yeah, I think. What's, what's that wonderful word that's out there? Obfuscation. Obfuscate. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. I love words. So. <laughs> But I don't like words that try to obfuscate right. no, <laughs> the truth. That's right. That's so, right. yeah, well, I, you know, as you saw me come into the show today. Yeah. A, a little bit of, discombobulated. And a bit of a huff. Yeah. Yeah, well, not so much a huff, just a little discombobulated. I'm not in a huff. Okay. I'm not the person who's in a huff. Ah. I'm, I'm the person who's working on the communication. Because um, we talked on the show, you know, about lots of different topics and a trend that we've seen this year, because we talk about how hot the real estate market is locally and how we have such a tremendous shortage of inventory, yeah. even though we're going into June, which becomes like the big month that people start putting their houses on the market. Like if they want to sell in the summer, kids are getting out of school, like boom, everything's right. hitting right now, yeah. right? It's crunch time. Yeah. But here's the deal. You know, the volume of the new listings are still being outpaced by the new pending deals. Right. There's so there's still more buyers than there are houses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So even though there's been some talk about, oh, gosh, there's a there's a bit more inventory. Well, but it's still not enough. Right. And we're still in a, a ratio of more buyers to sellers. So we're still fully on in you know, a seller's market. But what it also means is that within my industry, there's even more. Um, scrambling to try and get the transactions, right? right. There's of a course. ton of competition. Too many agents fighting for too few <clears throat> deals. Right. And there's a lot more people, 200 to 250 new people a month coming into the industry. And that's oh, been heavens. true for five years. So oh, imagine so the number scary. of people who have come into the industry in the last five years. That's, I mean, do your math, right? That's, it's a bunch. Frightening. So um, I have, so we've seen this trend this year where I've talked repeatedly about agency interference and we had it happen yet again because I had a commercial client you know referred to me so we're going to be putting a property on the market and you know I can't get into the details of the property because it's not yet on market Mm -hmm. but this property management firm who had been at first approached by the customer to work with them because they'd managed the property for so long Mm -hmm. um they gave him kind of a ridiculous deal. And he said, oh, well, no go on that. I don't like your terms. So he went to the woman who actually used to have his account, but she'd sold her business. Yeah. And he said, hey, you know, I don't like what these guys who you sold your business to are offering me. Who else would you talk have, have me talk to? And so lo and behold, he reached out to me. So yesterday, my team doing their job, was given instructions to contact the property management firm to say, okay, we're selling a commercial property, so what do we need? We need things like um, the leases, we need the rent rolls, we need some of the expense information, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, sure, right? Sure, Because we're going to have to have it in the listing information. Right. You know, buyers have to have access to this detail, and we also needed to get notices to tenants so we could take photographs. Right, right. Right? Because it's a fully yeah. occupied building. Yeah. And lo and behold, 
after so they don't give us direct contact info to the person who's in charge of the account just other than the email and after my employee got off the phone the designated broker of that office called the customer and started threatening to drop their property management relationship with him oh boy unless he were to come back to them to sell the property. Oh, can't do that. That's a big no can no do. Can do. Yeah. It's a big no can do. In fact, it mm. starts becoming a big legal question right. at that point. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been having to spend part of my day today, which I so enjoy because we all love spending time on things that do mm-hmm. nothing for our business. Right. But I've been spending time talking to the corporate offices of said other company. <laughs> <laughs> So just on the way here to the show, um, I was having conversations with the manager of that particular franchise. And Interesting. Ah, Interesting. So yeah. as soon as we get out of the studio, I guess I'll know more. But go. basically we just said, look, we're here to do the right thing for the customer. And the customer has the right to make a choice. And he's made his choice. Absolutely. So we need you guys to let's, work with us whether you like that. it or not. Let's honor that and move yeah. forward. So he was, he was kind of... Um, uh, yeah, well, I'll just say yeah. he was not pleased to have to deal with the call because that's not the kind of call that those guys want to get. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Well, and you you touched on us on on on, on something also the statistic of the number of new realtors coming into this mm-hmm. market, and what what frightens yeah. me is is that to become a realtor you have to pass a test. Mm-hmm. You have to get seventy percent of the answers correct. C grade level. C grade. Woo. But. They don't tell you which answers you missed. Oh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. I so, find I find the answers they missed right. when they show up with a contract oh, that's really bad. We, we, we see it every day. <laughs> it's like, okay, I know which question you didn't get right uh-huh. on that one. It's yeah. like, oh, man, that's so scary. It's painful. Yeah. It's, Super it's, painful. It's, it's really we're, st- we're still always gunning for um, increasing <laughs> the standards of the industry. So That's right. And the thing is, is Washington State has some of the uh, strongest rules around uh, licensing, you know, in terms of the number of hours required, how many you have to have for your continuing education. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's, It's it's quite a bit. But uh, just for anyone who hasn't done the math, in the last five years with roughly 200 new agents a month, it's 13,500 people who've jumped in in the last five years. 13,500. Yeah, on roughly. Now, a bunch of them have also probably fallen out because when they find out they can't, Yeah. do well yeah yeah it's then harder than it looks it's a mean? lot and it's huh. more expensive than it looks yeah it's not like just on tv you just sort of most people don't know you actually have and... to pay to be in the industry <laughs> that's right it's kind of funny yeah. yeah it's it's a unique uh business model yeah first which I... I think will be changing very much over the next five years oh sure i'm sure yeah yeah, yeah no, so, every, every... as we have artificial intelligence and machine learning and robotics and you know the easy open doors with like amazon and all those guys it's going to change drastically, but <laughs> you know, right. Hey, before we get That's out of right. this segment, cause I really want to spend as much time as possible yeah. on the rest of the show with our guest today, yes. because uh, we'll get to her in a minute, but we're going to have Betsy Rand with one of my favorite organizations that my mm-hmm. team supports. Um, she is part of the children's miracle network and Seattle children's uh, hospital program. Right. And so I've had the pleasure of getting to know her over the last couple of years. So I'm super excited to have her on the yeah. show today. Yeah. 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 So, are we going to do a rate update? Sure, you bet. Do we you have bet. time? Absolutely. You know, it's it, we're 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 trucking right along. Last week, we made it through the Fed. You know, increased rates a quarter of a percent. The European mm-hmm. Central Bank, you know, had their meeting. They're going to be tapering out of their easy easy money sort of period. Mm-hmm. And uh, mortgage rates have have hung in there. Um, as a matter of fact, um, the 
right now what I'm sort of watching and, and the latest thing in the news now is the trade war uh, that's mm-hmm. that's you know that's kind of going on and and I'm I'm very curious about what's going to happen with that. I've looked up a few headlines on it. You know, one of them says that it's going to cause rates to rise. The ne- the next one says it will cause rates to fall. Uh, there's there's some conflicting things. What's that that uh, first law of economics? For every economist, there exists an equal and opposite economist. Yes. <laughs> of course, the second rule of economics is that they're both wrong. And uh, and so um, what's happening? It's always kind of a big guess. <laughs> it is. It feels it like is. a big semi-educated guess. It is. It is. But you know what? Let's. I want to talk a little bit more about that trade war thing. So when we come yeah. back, we'll have to get to it. Quickly. Uh, we'll get it to it real quickly, and then we're going to be talking with Betsy from the Children's Miracle Network. Stay tuned for more Open House with Team Rebound. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock on so AM 1590 The Answer. Thanks for listening in today. Yes. Thanks for being here. And thanks also to Betsy Rand, who is our guest today with Seattle Children's. Absolutely. Glad to have her here. Absolutely. Now, before, before we get too much into the conversation, yeah. though. Trade war. Trade war. Let's yeah. talk about let's, it let's, just let's, a little bit. Get some you know, people beating each other up, so apparently they need to go to the hospital and that's right. Get cared that's for. right. <laughs> the the first thing, first and foremost, because I, I, it's it's kind of funny, you know, you sit in a coffee shop or here and there, and you hear people talking about it, and and um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about what a tariff really is, and mm-hmm. and a tariff is a tax that you or I will have to pay. So it's not something that we're charging to. China or to Canada or Mexico, it's something that that we're paying right. when we buy a good, right. you know, that is a tariff item. Charged. So if there's a twenty percent tariff, guess what? You pay an extra twenty percent tax mm-hmm. on on that the price of that good. Now right. you're not gonna, it's not gonna be broken out on your receipt. It's gonna be built into the cost right, of that of, of that good. So essentially, the the effect of a tariff is to raise the prices. Right. Of, of that of that tariffed good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge list of the items that are affected by it, you know, and, and most of them are, are industrial in, in origin. Um, you know, it doesn't include some goods commonly purchased by Americans like um, cell phones or, or, or telephones or, you know, t- TVs, things like that. Um, it doesn't include certain, certain drugs, vaccines, um, household dishwashers, for some reason, are exempt from it. Fire extinguishers, snow plows. I know mm. you've been shopping for a snow plow, Reba, right? No, I'm just getting words. No, I live here Maybe. for a reason, it's so I can avoid those. <laughs> yeah, but walk into the Home Depot in, in um, you know, Kalispell, Montana, and you're going to see a whole bunch of them. Wichita, Kansas has them. I can tell right. you that. That's right. But uh, so, so it, it's a little bit limited. But, but basically, I want to make sure everyone understands a tariff is a tax to you. You're going to pay it. So when I when I'm trying to think about what the impact is on interest rates, generally when you raise taxes, it's like tapping the brakes on the economy. You slow the economy because if you take money out of a person's pocket, you know that's paid in the form of taxes. That's less money that they have available to spend on other things. As a consequence, they pull their spending back. That slows the economy, right. and that generally lowers interest rates. So there's the the downside of interest rates effect of a of a tariff. On the other side of it, 
Uh, it also means that the cost of goods um, can go up, and um, and that can cause some inflation. Um, on the other side of it, uh, you've got the foreign government issue with it. You know, China, for instance, holds a ton of U.S. debt, oh, yeah. about $1.2 trillion of, 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 of United States debt. And you know what that sounds awfully like? It's it's a big number. Um, it sounds like right before we had our last recession because they also uh, owed, right. owed it's, a lot it's, of our it's debt a back then too. I guess my point is if, if, if they really want to take the, you know, the, the gloves off, mm-hmm. they can stop buying our debt. Oh, heck yeah. And then what happens? We have to increase our interest rates mm-hmm. to be able to sell our bonds. Yep. Because we have to sell our bonds because we owe so much stinking money. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, some states will be affected by the tariff more than others. Washington um, is right up there. You know, we're um, almost 26% of our gross domestic product mm-hmm. is involved in international trade. Yeah. And and so uh, the state of Washington can be impacted fairly significantly, oh, yeah. you know, by this. Well, you I'm know, sure California would get hit pretty hard too, because it's like the isn't it the fifth largest GDP? It, it is, and they're number one actually, uh, around 2.7 um, billion um, in in foreign sales. Right. It's about 22 percent of their gross domestic mm-hmm. product is is uh, is foreign. Yeah. So trade. the West Coast cares. The West Coast absolutely cares. Uh, you know, so so it's something that we're going to keep an eye on. My my yeah. thought on it okay. is right now, so far, the impact on interest rates hasn't been uh, significant. Um, that that could okay. change down the road, but we've had sort of opposing forces. Some want to push it up, some want to push it down. Yeah. So um, where are they right where now? Where right now the national average for a conventional conforming thirty-year fixed rate loan is at four point six five percent, a little bit down from uh, from last week. We're actually is uh, one of our our better points here in over a month. Um, 15-year fixed rates are hovering around 4.11%. VA and FHA 30-year fixed rates around 4.38%. Those are down nicely. And jumbo 30-year fixed rates are still hovering around 4.625%. So again, we're still sort of firmly in the mid mid to upper 4% range. So yeah. they're hanging in there. Okay. Yeah, not 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 bad actually. Yeah. Bad. No, I had somebody making a comment the other day. They're like, "Oh gosh, this is just way back like 2006." I went, mm-hmm. "No, it's not no, because not in 2006 all. the rates were like at six percent." Yeah. So I don't know what you're no. talking about. No, we're we're still <laughs> actually quite quite good. Now, yeah, we're in a good spot. Now prices, of course, have gone up. Prices still. are up, and affordability yeah. is a, is a problem, and that's right. the other part of the tariff is if the cost of lumber. Cost of steel mm-hmm. goes up. The cost of that home goes up. That affects yep. affordability. Yep. And that can also lower interest rates because fewer people can afford to buy that house. Right. So we've got all these factors working, you know, working, working there. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with these rates, just my usual disclaimer: these are national averages. Your rate will vary depending on your personal situation, your credit score, the loan amount, the amount you're putting down, type of property. Occupancy, mm-hmm. lots of factors can affect your rate, uh, so be sure and check with your lender. Uh, or if you want a friendly comparison, give me a call too. I'm always happy to happy to help with that. Okay, all right. Well, can are we ready to move on? We are because I just I can't wait to get to this. Yeah, because I'm super excited. I mean, we've already mentioned. So Betsy, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So for our listeners, this is Betsy Rand, and she is the gift officer at Seattle Children's, which is a beneficiary of the Children's Miracle Network. So, um, just for our listeners, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there because I, obviously I work at Remax 
And I'm excited about having Betsy on the show because she's kind of my liaison over to Seattle Children's. Um, I got involved in the gifting program through Remax. It's, um, you know, that we as a large company, uh, generally speaking, do a lot of giving overall. There's like Susan G. Komen and the Children's Miracle Network. So it's a big national and even up into Canada program that, that we all support. But it's, it's a by choice thing it's just because someone's at remax doesn't mean they're actually giving into the program my my team and i because we have given to lots of different uh organizations over the years and many of them have also been on the show um realize you know we, we need to get it, most people around here know who seattle children's is yes we are deeply embedded in the community we have a rich history with yeah. the community um children's was founded in 1907 mm-hmm. by a woman named anna kleiss mm-hmm. who um was an amazing woman on Queen Anne Hill, and she had a son who was very sick at the time, and um, he did not have access to the care that he needed to heal him and to survive, and so she had to go all the way to the East Coast, to Philadelphia, oh, to wow. find care. Holy cow. Wow. wow. That was quite, at, at what year? So that was in 1907. So, oh, my gosh. We were only just starting to get cars isn't that at crazy? At that time. So mm-hmm. that would have been quite a long haul. Yeah, so pediatric medicine was more orthopedics, and it was right. um, not deeply embedded in our community um, here at all. There was it was non-existent. So yeah. what she and there did, wasn't even there yeah. wasn't even airlifting at that time. I, I, oh my I, I happen to be listening to <laughs> you're the book. fast forwarding to well, current no, times. I'm, but yeah. I'm listening to the book The Wright Brothers oh, right now, goodness. and they're like at that period of time. It's like 1907 in the book right wow. now, and like. We wouldn't even have an airlift program oh, or anything goodness. of that sort. So, no, yeah. no, no. So, I don't wow. know if we had train service. No, I don't think we did. Uh, I, don't I, don't I, I don't know about here, but maybe not. Maybe not. But uh, anyway, so continuing no. on. So, so, she, so she had to go all the way back to the East Coast. So then, so Yeah, it's an amazing that... story, and she was an incredible woman and still has some of her ancestors involved with the hospital, which is awesome. Awesome. really wow. awesome. That's really cool. Really awesome. It just kind of shows the depth years. of her passion and mm-hmm. the genetic yeah. makeup of the fact that she yeah. was um, bound and determined to um, – to create something for our community. And so she got 23 of her friends to all donate $20. And Which they, was quite a sum back then. Oh, $20 was a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they knocked on doors and collected pennies from their neighbors. Um, and they decided that um, they would provide funding for patients that could not afford it. So um, that was the core and the mission of the mm-hmm. hospital yeah. that is still existent today. So yeah. if there's any patient that comes to our hospital that um, doesn't have the means, doesn't have the capacity, um, whether it be capping out on their insurance because mm-hmm. they um, have some um, life-changing disease or diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or even we just will being never- a preemie. Oh sure, absolutely. That alone, I mean, that I have alone lots of would be who have premature children in the hospital for, and the costs are astronomical, months, and they're not always thing. covered. Right? Yeah. Well, Betsy, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, some of us old old timers. I'm a Seattle native, and and, and definitely I still, an old I still want to call it children's orthopedic. <laughs> right. Um, but, we still but get checks yeah. written out oh, to children's sure. orthopedics. Isn't but it's that awesome? children's hospital, and and t- can you? Talk a little bit about the hospital and, and the types of services that you provide. Yeah, so Seattle Children's covers a broad spectrum of services. So we have our inpatient um, support for cancer. We have our emergency department. We see 100 patients a day in our emergency hmm. department. Um, 80% of those patients stay, um, get 
um, get to go home and 20% on average stay at the hospital for inpatient. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to throw out a bunch of facts. We have 402 beds. Um, we have, you know, uh, we have two whole floors for cancer support and, um, we treat any patient, um, the hospital in general is zero to 18 years. However, um, for cancer, we treat patients up to age 25. And what we found is that for, um, adolescents is Mm -hmm. up to age 25. So the adolescent patient responds better to pediatric treatment for cancer than, um, perhaps going to, uh, probably because of the way the body is just the whole environment and the way that we treat the, you know, a kid and, Mm -hmm. and they need to, you know, mentally have that support too, which is a huge, whole other topic for conversation, but, um, that support, um, for our cancer patients is really, um, important that we treat any patient zero to 25. Okay. So, Um, and your hospital does not just serve Seattle. I mean, what sort of territory do you cover? So we oversee, um, what's called the whammy region, which, which is Washington, Alaska, Montana, and Idaho. And so Mm. those are the patients that we're talking about that any patient that comes, you know, life flighted or comes on, you know, comes in from Montana or Alaska, we will treat those patients as well. It doesn't mean that we won't treat patients from across the United States, but we might not be able to give them the same financial support. Now, are there locations outside of what most of us know as over in kind of the Laurelhurst near University of Washington yep. area? That's our main campus, and that's mm-hmm. where our inpatient support is. Because yeah. there are a lot of clinics. people moving to this area. So any oh, listeners we have that absolutely. are brand new may yes. or may not know some of that. So. Yep. We just took possession of a building in Everett, and okay. so that will be um, opened in the coming months. Great. Well, we'll talk yeah. about that when we get yeah. back from this break. So we got Betsy Rand with Seattle Children's Hospital on Open House with Team Reba. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassett, Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Big thanks to our announcer, Batman. Yes. Someday we'll get used to that. I am not used to that announcer. But but that's okay. We'll move on. Um, Because I still want to get to Betsy. Betsy Rand. I'm all about Betsy today. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Betsy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is is a near and dear cause. You know, I got to say Betsy. So it's it's Betsy Rand with Seattle Children's Hospital, if you've just tuned in. And um, so my team and I, for every closing transaction we have with a client, we provide a donation. To Seattle Children's, you do, and yes. uh, and we've been doing that for several years now, and I love it. We have a bunch of different groups that we give to, and I have people ask me all the time because I don't have kids. They're like, well, "Why do you do that?" And I'm kind of like, "Why wouldn't I do it?" That yeah. seems like a kind of a stupid question to ask me, actually. <laughs> um, it's also when people ask me, "Why do you support schools?" Because I I give to a lot of schools and colleges, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Because uh, I want an educated workforce because good educated workforce provides good living wage jobs, which helps support my <laughs> community, which has housing. 
I don't understand how you mm-hmm. don't see where there's this great circular logic yeah. that all all of this is connected. Rising and, tide floats all boats. Well, and but but here's the other thing: everyone always has stories and has things that they're connected to. Um, I I got deathly sick at 20 and lost the ability to have children. But I have family members who've had lots of medical issues. Um, my sister-in-law had open heart surgery as a, a young child. Um, in fact, just yesterday, um, I'm all excited because I just got approved to buy another boat. But the woman I was talking to at Boeing Credit Union um, helping me out with that, as we were talking, she's like, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm going to be gone for six weeks um, because uh, my daughter's having open heart surgery. Yikes. And so she's two years old and with a oh. hole in her heart, just like my sister-in-law had as a mm. child. And then, you know, that same sister-in-law and my brother, you know, they had a child with asthma and I know that he was constantly in, uh, you know, I've got people on my staff who are like single moms who I know struggle when, you know, their kids are sick. And, you know, so it's like, why would I not want to support something like this? You know, yeah, we uh, we rely heavily on the community. We've been, um, you know, with Remax in particular, and you mentioned this earlier, Reba, that um, it is not um, Remax agents aren't required. It's an, no. a, it's an optional program to right. participate in. Yeah, and I was starting to find not that many people in my own office did it. In fact, we we are actively. I mean, we're going to have yeah. you in our office, yeah. so you can try and help change that yeah. dynamic. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I do. Is I um I am on point at the hospital and the foundation to support our donors to help maximize their giving mm-hmm. and also realize the impact of their giving. So Remax yeah. in particular has been raising money for us since 1992, and yeah. locally here awesome. has raised over 1.5 million dollars. Wow. So yeah. awesome. we could not do what we do without that participation yeah. and remax continues you know you sell more houses than anyone so yeah. um Absolutely. it is yeah. um it is a great way to get involved and connected to a cause that has some depth to it yeah um in terms of that relationship with yeah. remax and local children's hospitals so we uh we are eternally grateful to remax and your yeah. participation in your office and well um, and, and just what you guys do yeah. at the hospital itself i mean a lot of people locally mm-hmm. are very familiar with Seattle Children's just partly because, you know, if you're a Seahawks fan and you follow, you know, Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson, Wilson mm-hmm. around, what's he doing? He's down there all the time, yeah. you know, which I think is fantastic. I mean, I love, right. I'll, I'll probably never get a chance to meet him through something like that, oh. but, but it's kind of cool. It's like, you know, I love that we have the same kind of affinity and, and the support um, to have that. And, you know, I, I can tell you another reason I support this is when I said I got sick at 20, the day I was told I had cancer, and I, it, it ended up not being cancer, it was still nearly deadly, I also lost my job. And so I went into the hospital and had no way to pay the bills and had months of recovery. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this does touch me personally because mm-hmm. I know how hard that is. What can mm-hmm. be devastating for these families. It can know. be absolutely mm-hmm. devastating for a family. Right. And, and Remax know. raises money for uncompensated care. So yeah. we are back to Anna That's Kleiss, why it's cool. Uncompensated yeah. care. Last mm. year alone, yeah. our hospital needed $164 million to support families. 
And so REMAX has mm-hmm. made a commitment to be an uncompensated care donor. Yeah. And, um, you know, just even locally here in Snohomish County alone. So you might say, mm-hmm. oh, Seattle Children's is in Seattle, but I live in Snohomish. And yeah. that doesn't impact right. impact mm-hmm. my neighbors mm-hmm. and right. my communities and my friends who I work with. You guys with. have staff so, everywhere, too, by the way. We so, do. We yeah. do. We, but where do you have but, other locations? So we, oh, to answer your question, um, let me just real yeah. quick. Snohomish County last year was $26 million for those families that are north of here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, down south in Pierce County, it was $13 million. So, um, and that's just really close to home. But it's, mm-hmm. we go all the way over to eastern Washington to Spokane County and Ponderay mm-hmm. County. And yeah. um, so the the reach is really broad and the need it exists. And, right. and also I want to mention that um, you talked about not having kids, but kids are our future. I right. mean, there exactly. is... There is no doubt we are a growing community. More and more people are Absolutely. moving here. You're selling a lot more houses, and there yep. is that need to um, – this is a great place to live. The Pacific yeah. Northwest, the West Coast is a great place. It's a great way of mm-hmm. life, and kids are our future, and they're yeah. – and we need them. You right. know, we're all getting – Absolutely. Know, well, aging into our careers, and we need someone to follow in our footsteps. Absolutely. So let's – Well, know. to me, it also goes back to the uncompensated care help mm-hmm. – um, Eric and I talk a lot about lots of big issues locally, and one of them is homelessness. And we both survived through the Great Recession, and I had to sit across family after family after family losing their home. And, you know, in typical kinds of markets like we are right now where there's not much foreclosure, uh, usually you only get about 1.2%, 1.3% foreclosure rates in the housing industry. And so we're kind of back to that right now. At the worst of the recession, about one in 10 homes was in some kind of default, right? It was a huge statistic. And and it's because our unemployment rate was so high, right? And they match each other. Mm -hmm. But the typical reasons that people go into foreclosure is either job loss or illness Mm -hmm. or both. And so when someone has a catastrophic illness that overwhelms the financial resources of a family, they are often at risk mm-hmm. of maybe losing their home. And I will say, um, you know, when you invite the agents who do give to this program in for our once a year, mm-hmm. kind of get to do a little tour and a talk, and you guys have this, I don't, there wasn't a dry eye <laughs> in the house this mm-hmm. year. There was this beautiful story about this family and their little girl. And, um, Emmy. yeah, Emmy. it was such a beautiful story. Do you remember story. that story? Oh, do you remember? I, if I start thinking about choosing it, I'm start crying between again. her work yeah. and care for her child, her child. who was in the hospital over 200 days in one calendar yeah. year. Yeah. So I really, I just told that story yesterday to someone where literally, um, that's what uncompensated care, that's what this hospital, yeah. this is the rich history of this hospital that yeah. will never, I say this and I'm, I feel so grateful that I work for an organization whose mission will never change. It yeah. will only be enhanced and, and grow in positive ways because truly you will not have to choose between Paying your I bills should, and your kid. I, yeah, paying your bills and your child. Yeah. So what this the story of this one is um, was that the mom, um, they sat with our financial advisors and our, um, our team, our finance team, and the calculation was such that they didn't qualify for uncompensated care. And she said, well, I'm, I'm going to be caring for my daughter. She's going to be in the hospital for 200 days, and I can't 
can't work. work. I can't keep mm-hmm. my job. Yeah. And they said, oh, well, if we take your income out of the mix, you qualify. Yeah. She was, hmm. I mean, it just gives me chills yeah. thinking about it. Just, yeah. wow. It wow. is phenomenal. So, you know, we yeah. work really hard to try to find a way to, um, to, you know, because they needed not that support, and that, that little choice. girl's thriving right now. Oh, she's doing great. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was such a beautiful story. Yeah, and yeah. I love because I, I take my team mm-hmm. members to these events because mm-hmm. we talk a lot in our team about so what's our you why. Do. You know, what is our why? And it mm-hmm. can't always just be about us. It can't always be about making a buck. And we go to something like that. And like I said, you know, everyone on my team who was sitting there, I, I turned around because I was sitting in front of all my team. Mm-hmm. I turned around and everyone's like, tissue, tissue. <laughs> tissue <laughs> you know it's really but, real but it's, it's it real. makes me feel good because i need yeah. i want them to feel that i want them to know that when we're working hard and the days are frustrating and the stuff that's going on i want to know you know what there's some other people who are also benefiting from this and you know we've got another one of the people in our team right now who's who's trying to get pregnant mm-hmm. and you know she's going to get a wake-up call you know mm-hmm. she's kind of cracking me up right now like sorry jan i'm talking about your personal life but you know the cost of her um because they're having to go through fertility mm-hmm. But um, the cost of her doing that, it was like, well, wait till you have the kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're just touching the tip of the iceberg, yeah. my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and God forbid mm-hmm. you have issues. You know, uh, even as a kid for myself, I was born with a, a, a birth disorder of sorts, you know, with my bladder. I, I grew up my whole life with like bladder and kidney infections and issues and constantly seeing doctors and taking medications and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, God love my parents for, you know, putting up with it, you know, it's, right. it, and I, I know it was a, an extra expense on them. So, and, to, and in today's world, medical expenses are, are astronomical in the United States as, mm-hmm. as compared to a lot of other countries around the world. So, um, again, we always just feel really good about this, but okay. So you've mentioned locations. We're starting to get into some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. Oh no! Yeah, oh, I thought I, you were going on. You're running you right along. No, there, no, 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 absolutely. So, oh, yeah, go ahead. Because you go don't ahead, know Betsy. this program as much as I do. Right, I, right. I could probably go on all day. But do you have a question, Eric, about this? <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm just kind of fascinated with this with this dialogue, and, and I'm learning more about it. I, I mean, obviously, I know about Children's Hospital. I'm kind of curious how the the Children's Miracle Network ties into all of this. Yeah. Yeah, so um, Children's Miracle Network Hospitals is a national charity, mm-hmm. much like many of the other national charities that you may know. Mm-hmm. And we are a member hospital. We're one of 170 member hospitals. Okay. So what that does for us is that gives us access to national partnerships, um, such as okay. Remax or Costco. Okay. Or yeah. that's right. Um, I forgot Costco is also another one. I love being yep. connected with them that way too. Yes. Yeah. And Dairy Queen Miracle mm-hmm. Treat Day will be coming up on August second. So. Ooh. Ooh, what happens then? Um, oh, on August 2nd. So Dairy Queen plug. Um, Dairy Queen is one of our long-standing partners. And on August 2nd, they will be celebrating Miracle Treat Day. So if you go to a Dairy Queen location on that day, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the hospital. So uh-huh. the owners, we have a 92% participation rate here in the area. We I have think over I need 60 to go Dairy, Dairy Queens. Queen. I think you need to I think uh, I need to go have Dairy- a blizzard day for your client. That's exactly what I was Thinking, them to the I office need to do for some like ice a client party and it's, bring on the Dairy Queen. My brother used to work yes. for Dairy Queen way back in the day too when he was in college. So yeah, not yeah. that we need Love any it. excuse to go to Dairy no. Queen. No, but, no. You know, oh my no. goodness, but who okay. doesn't? Gotta I don't give, know a single person. That well, I'm willing love. to take one for the team on that. When we there come back, we've got more Betsy Rand from Seattle Children's Hospital. Stay tuned. More open house with Team Reba. 
Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock on AM 1590. The Answer. Thanks for listening in. Yes, and we are still here with Betsy Rand from Seattle Children's Hospital talking about all kinds of fun giving programs. We just got done talking right before the break about the August 2nd Dairy Queen uh, giving thing that they have. Uh, That's kind of exciting. I I love that uh, they have that going on. But Betsy, you told us during the break that you guys have a campaign that's ongoing right now that maybe local folks might be seeing on buses going by and other types of things. Mm. Yeah, we have a a campaign, a a public campaign right now, it's called. It starts with the Yes, the Campaign for Seattle Children's. And we just went public back in the fall in November. And so by 2021, the goal is to raise a billion dollars and we are at wow. about $750 million, and we're getting close. So we are um, really counting on our existing partnerships as well as new donors and our legacy giving program as well as our corporate donors and individual give, yeah. giving to help us get there. Um, okay. okay, you just said yeah. one thing inside of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a lot of, lot of things to, to mouth out there. Legacy giving. Many people aren't going to understand what that is. Can you describe it real quick? Yeah. So legacy giving is when um, a donor decides to put Seattle Children's in their will. Yeah. It's not like, so, hey, I did it and now my kids do it and then their kids do it. It means oh, right, you right. actually thought about your you know, yes. long-term future and what yep. you want to have kind of live beyond you. Right, right, exactly. So what is your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for? And many people um, feel strongly enough about the existing partnership that they have with us as an existing donor mm-hmm. or as a new donor that says, you know, I might not have the means right now and I don't know if I'm going to outlive my my income. Right. Am I going to mm-hmm. have enough right. at the end? But if I do... I want to give back to my community, and yeah. so I'm going to put Seattle Children's in my will. So um, it's a really sense, easy yeah. way to give mm-hmm. back to Seattle Children's and, you know, live your legacy when you're gone. So, yeah, um, yeah so we are in – the campaign is truly um, exactly what it is. It starts with yes. So we're looking for our donors right. to, to find their yes, find their why, and – um, we need to strengthen our clinical programs. Okay, I was going to say, what is that money going to yeah, go for? Yeah, the money is, um, of course, for uncompensated care, um, mm-hmm. but also expanding our facilities. So, because yeah, um, that's some of the other stuff you guys have been yes. doing quite a bit of, and a few yep. folks have not necessarily always been happy about the expansion, but the, right. the need is there. The need is there. We have 402 beds, and yeah. the need to expand our facilities is real. And so we are very sensitive to the community where our main mm-hmm. campus is. And so we will be. You guys are maximizing um, every square we are, inch. Of we are that maximizing space. <laughs> the footprint, but we are yeah. not expanding the footprint. Yeah. Um, and so we are. Um, you know, we are. Uh, our goal is to really bring hope, care, and cure to um, every patient that comes into yeah. our doors. So, well, for any of our listeners who, you know, maybe are I guess lucky enough to not to have had mm-hmm. to go there. One of the things I was impressed about, um, I, I, I talked about the video you guys had for this year of like showing somebody who benefited from you know the, the money that we helped donate, but um, the year prior, 
it was about part of those expansions and the, the uh, ER that mm-hmm. you guys have, right? You have a very specialized emergency room area and the thoughtfulness with which that was designed to provide, I mean, because anyone who's ever been in an ER and I've been in them several times myself over time and they're chaotic, they're not very private, they're loud, there's all kinds of craziness that goes on. And you guys developed an amazing space where there actually does feel like there's privacy. There is quietness. They, they mocked up an area with cardboard so you guys could see the surgical teams and the, and the people, you know, working down there with, with these families in distress. And, and we're so sensitive to making sure that the, the comfort in that care was available. And I just, I was blown away. I mean, I see bad house design all the time, but to see it in a commercial space is even worse. And you guys did an amazing job. It was really important during that design process that we had everybody involved. Yeah, you had all the staff from the staff hospital. to wonderful. our facilities team, to our um, designers, our patients, mm-hmm. and to, like you said, we did design it. Um, and we actually have that mm-hmm. going on right now in Ballard. We have a mock-up space for our new building that's nice. going up. And so if you need to move a wall and that kind of thing, it's a lot easier to move a cardboard, bo- cardboard yes, box than change than the design of a building. <laughs> and do it wrong. Yeah, so. awesome. exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're talking structural yes. and everything and all the electrical yeah. and plumbing that goes along with it. And there's a lot of that inside of a hospital. So no, very yes. thoughtful. I mean, that's another reason that I like the giving that goes on is because you could feel good about your dollars are going and being maximized. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who have, um, you know, sometimes hold back on their giving because they're like, oh, well, they're just going to waste it. Oh, there's, you know, there's people in their big salaries or it's going to, you know, go to all this administrative and to me personally, you know, this is an amazing program that not only do you maximize your space, but you maximize your dollar for for what it goes to. Well, and we also, you have a choice as a donor as well. Right. There are restricted funds. So if you are oh, yeah, passionate true. about true. something or you've had a child that's been affected by, you know, uh, open heart surgery or a liver transplant mm-hmm. or cancer, you can absolutely define yeah, can where the funds, funds. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. That's part of the process. Yeah. So Betsy, if, if someone wants to, to contribute towards the, the, um, your campaign, it starts yeah. with yes. Mm-hmm. How, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. So seattlechildrens.org, ways to give. Mm-hmm. So on that website, you can find all sorts of different ways to give, cash donations or different ways to get involved. Um, so I, seattlechildrens.org and okay. then forward slash ways to give. Okay, so seattlechildrens.org. Or Google it. Or talk it into your phone or however you want to do it. That's true. Ask your Yeah, you can just randomly talk to different appliances and they'll respond back nowadays. It's kind of creepy. (laughs) That's right. And and if you you are thinking about making a a contribution, uh, don't forget, you know, to to check with your employer because many employers will match your contribution. Absolutely. And uh, so, and and the employers like that as well because they're going to, they're going to get, uh, you know, they can, most, most, most companies want to kind of keep track of their giving so they can mm-hmm. you know, kind of report back to their boards and everything, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So be sure to um, check that match box. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Where you can absolutely do it. Absolutely. We have um, also, if you are social media savvy, follow us on Twitter at, at Seattle children or Instagram at Seattle children's or on Facebook at Seattle children's hospital. 
And we are definitely uh, socially savvy. We're already connected with you on uh, pretty much all of those. Terrific. And then I'm assuming uh, you guys probably also have a LinkedIn. You could follow if you're someone who's more just on the professional networks and things like that. You can, if if you're not a Facebook person, because there's some people Mm -hmm. who are like, absolutely anti-Facebook, mm-hmm. but they tend to be on LinkedIn. So the, you can find yep. it still just about anywhere, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. I know a lot of the staff at the hospital is even on there too because some of my friends yep. actually work there. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah we are growing. Right. You mentioned about the space and the fact that we are expanding our main campus. Mm-hmm. And so something that is we are very sensitive to is that with that growth, we, mm-hmm. have, we want to have parking spaces and accessibility, easy access to our patients. Sure. But our employees need to get there. And right. so we are committed to the city of Seattle by the year 2030 that our, patient, our um, staff will find alternative ways to get to work. So we have That's a really, really um, a dynamic transportation department. Yeah. We have a shuttle system. You'll see our shuttles in the streets all around Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, um, you know, we have fewer and fewer parking spots for our employees, which is just fine because Mm -hmm. we need to be get creative and find a friend to drive to work with or walk or bike. Well, and I've seen this uh, scatter chart that they had. So as part of my work, I'm also on the chamber board of directors in Renton. And I did a tour with a bunch of legislators and Seattle Children's got on the bus at one time and was talking about transportation issues. Because of how far-reaching your employee base is. It's multiple counties. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because people are, they want to work there. And so they're willing to Mm -hmm. travel from afar. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that's, that's amazing that you guys have that commitment as well. So, you know, you're, you're on here today, one, because it's a a favorite charity, but um, we have certain topics we try and cover and you guys really do have regional impact and that's that's one silo for us so i want to thank you betsy for being here today thank you so much for having me for having seattle children's and for yeah. being a part of our Such life a and our family. Yeah, really appreciate it yeah. thanks all for listening in open house at reba join us every saturday from two to three o'clock here on am 1590 the answer have a great weekend everyone Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Proceeding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.